Hello, listeners of Jackie Just Chatters. This is your hostess, Jackie Lentz. This is my ongoing bonus mini-cast murder mystery serial. Each week brings a fresh letter in this cozy tale of murder. If you have not listened before, you are going to want to find letter number one and begin there. I hope you enjoy. To silence a scandalmonger, murder in an English village. Welcome to another installment of this audio drama. Play along as you step into the role of one Gwendolyn Armstrong, who is living in 1951 Oxford, England, and is in the final months of earning her bachelor's degree in history from St. Hugh's. Your post is full of regular letters from your Aunt Ivy and other occupants of the charming village of Upper Stock Green. On the surface, it seems a serene picture of stone cottages, beautiful green countrysides, and charitable neighbors. But underneath, in the darkness, a sinful world hides, and the shadow beats the heart of a murderer. By the time the last letter arrives, can you identify the killer? And now the conclusion of To Silence a Scandalmonger. Let's review key events, shall we? Ivy Stevens was killed by digitalis poisoning on the morning of the 24th of April, 1951. She began the day by asking Mrs. Owens, the housekeeper, to prepare scones to go with the pot of strawberry jam from the gastrels. Ivy left Rabbit Hill Cottage to go to the post to get her usual morning paper, send off a letter, and buy a few items. Mrs. Owens left shortly after to go to the women's clothing store and then the pub to get sausages. She returned no more than an hour later to find Ivy dead on the floor. The jam was open, some was missing, as were two scones. After testing from Scotland Yard, it was revealed that the jam and tea had digitalis in them. Now who would have wanted to kill Ivy Stevens? Ivy had been reminding the gastrels of the scandal of their failed mine. Did they know Ivy had proof that they had ruined their neighbors financially while they embezzled their way to riches and wanted to keep their secret? Was Brooke Turner afraid to be run out of town a second time, accused of murdering her husband, who died young of a heart attack? Mrs. Fernsby had been threatened with public exposure of her husband's infidelity by Ivy. Did her or her husband worry that ending the affair wouldn't be enough? Or perhaps the mistress, Miss Barrycloth, trying to protect her lover? Or the Baileys, in an attempt to hide Iris's shameful secret of a baby born out of wedlock? Hopefully you've narrowed it down to one of these four following suspects based on who was seen out and about on the morning of Ivy's death for they had motive and opportunity. The Reverend Fernsby and Miss Barrycloth were spotted having a tryst in the lover's corner in the cemetery, where he claims he was ending the affair. Mrs. Gastrel was seen engaging in a bit of black market meat procurement at the back of Mr. Gibson's pub, and Miss Turner was observed by several at the post office that morning 
and she left before Ivy. She stated she was heading straight to the library. But did she really make a stop before getting to her destination? It was one of these four. Now it is time to make your final selection for who is the murderer. Last week's letter from Freddy was not the final thing he sent to Gwen. He had gone to the cemetery to visit Ivy's grave and saw the foxglove growing there. Cutting some flowers, he took them home to press. He then sent them with wishes of luck to Gwen. As Gwen opened the envelope at table, a passing botany professor commented on what lovely digitalis purpurea she had but encouraged her to keep it away from her food. She asked him to explain, and he informed her that Digitalis was the Latin name for foxglove, and it had poisonous properties. Gwen immediately called Freddy to share this development with him, causing our intrepid constable to recall the many herbal teas he had treated his mother to at Miss Berrycloth's tea shop. She was brought in as a suspect. When pressed during questioning, Miss Barry Cloth fell apart and confessed that she had indeed poisoned Ivy. Ivy was the reason her love affair with Reverend Fernsby was ending. After the Reverend broke it off and told her why it had to stop, in a blind rage she grabbed a stalk of the foxglove and returned to her shop, and with practiced hands she ground the petals and leaves in her mortar and pestle. This had taken her only a few minutes. In a state of fury, she rushed to Ivy's house, unsure of exactly what she would do until she got there. She thought it was divine luck that no one was home. She snuck into the kitchen and put the poison in the tea and jam, which were set out for Ivy's return. With the lethal trap set, she fled the scene, surprised at how easy it all had been. Freddie was indeed able to present the murderer to Gwen for a graduation gift. The trial is beginning shortly, and in case you wondered, the wedding is planned for September. I hope you got a kick out of To Silence a Scandalmonger and Playing Detective. A huge thank you to the talented and generous efforts of all my voice actors. This could not have been done without you. You brought my characters to life and gave me such joy. Merci beaucoup. Some of you may have noticed a little author oopsie. I stated the date of Ivy Stevens' death as April 24th. My bad. It's April 23rd. There's no significance. I just made a mistake. If you noticed it, kudos to you. You are a super sleuth. If you didn't, there's nothing wrong with you. I didn't catch it till later myself. Sorry about that, folks. But I just wanted to make a clarification in case anyone was wondering or concerned. I hope you've enjoyed this series as much as I have. Remember, you can follow on Apple Podcast, Spotify, Google Podcast, and iHeartRadio. Or you can find me, like, and subscribe on YouTube. My regular episodes come out every other Thursday. 
I hope you will check those out as well. I hope you are enjoying these podcasts, and I would be delighted if you shared with your friends, left a rating on Spotify, or a review on Apple Podcast. Until next time, I wish you well.